Omicron overshadows Pavel, the Reliance Aramco conundrum, and the X-Peng factor. This is Vinayuttam, your resident stock doctor, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Stock Doctor. Turns out, Black Friday deals were not just found in shopping malls and on Amazon, but in the stock market too. Let's head to the first segment, Doctor's Weekly Snapshot, to find out how. Remember how this was supposed to be a relaxed, holiday shot in trading week? One where the US was more concerned about uh, turkey leftovers in the stock markets? Well, all of that went out of the window on Friday thanks to the latest entrant in the Corona variants family, Omicron. First found in Southern Africa, Omicron is conjectured to be the most dangerous variant till date and makes Delta look cute. This is because scientists found that Omicron is far more mutations compared to the already heavily mutated Delta and they postulate that this could increase the likelihood of vaccine evasion. The markets translated this as, Doomsday has arrived, let's sell everything! And boy did they sell everything on Friday. On Friday, Omicron fears crushed all three major averages with Dow plunging 905 points, S&P plunging 2.27% and the tech-heavy Nasdaq plunging 2.23%. What, what, what was supposed to be a holiday shot in trading week turned out to be a nightmare as for the week, the Dow declined 2%, S&P 500 declined by 2.2%, and the Nasdaq was absolutely battered, plunging 3.5%. So is there a reason for investors to panic? Or is this merely an overreaction that has cost a fantastic buying opportunity? I tend to go with option B simply because all of the fears caused by Omicron, by the way, my favorite, favorite variant name so far, all the fears caused by, caused by it don't stem from facts, but rather from conjecture. The key word is conjecture here. Scientists conjecture that the variant may be vaccine evasive. Scientists conjecture that this has a much higher transmissibility rate. Scientists conjecture that Omicron causes more hospitalizations and deaths. It's all conjecturing at this stage, and real-world data will take a while to form. Governments across the world, however, have gone into crisis management mode, albeit a bit too far, and we live in a world where vaccines are readily available. Now, whether the richer countries would ship to poorer nations, the vaccine's a whole different thing. And I'm not going there. It's a political, I'm not, I'm political matter. I talk stocks, so, the, you know, um, I'm not going there. But the fact is, vaccines are available. Even if all the conjectures are proven true, we are in a far more superior position today when it comes to managing such doomsday scenarios simply because we are now experienced at handling the virus. In other words, the surprise element of the virus seems to be gone. Overall, the long-term story hasn't changed. There has been no long-term structural shifts to the economy. The sun still rises in the east and sets in the west. So why on earth would you not want to invest in the markets for the long term? This is a classic case of ignore, ignore the noise, focus on the, uh, on the short-term story. And the story, ignore the noise, focus on the story, the long-term story, that is. And the story I'm reading is that Omicron might mutate the virus and cause short-term pain, but it is not mutating the economy for the long term. The other big newsmaker for the week, and, you know, and the one that was the most important before being overshadowed by Omicron, was Fed Chairman Powell's renomination. Phew, what a relief this is. Uh, you know, as I pitched last week, it could have been a very, very dangerous move had uh, Powell not been renominated. Re and but here we go, he's renominated, and his renomination ensures continuity and clarity in the Federal Reserve going forward. And unless Omicron causes some serious major pain, we are on course to get our interest rate increases by middle of 2022, if not sooner. Let's say that the variant causes substantial pain. 
Chairman Powell's renomination now proves to be even be be even better move since he's in a much better position to help us get out of whatever mess we would be in simply because he has done it before. And nominating Governor Brainer to the vice chair position was also a masterstroke from the Biden administration since it ensures that two of the most capable and most qualified individuals would be driving the Fed and the economy in a post-pandemic world. The presence of Governor Brainerd would also ensure that the Fed is more op open to op cryptocurrencies and would be focused, more focused on the climate change agenda, all of which are good news. But the biggest beneficiaries of the Chairman Powell's renomination are the financials, simply because interest rates are more likely to rise quicker now than they would have under Governor Brainerd. And, Omac and Omicron's Black Friday discount means that financials have never been cheaper. They got absolutely hammered on Friday. So this is a fantastic opportunity, and I urge you to do your due diligence on this sector. You might just unearth a gold mine. On that note, let's head to our next segment, The Doctor Goes Home. Welcome to The Doctor Goes Home segment. So last week, one of the major developments in the Indian market, and obviously Omicron absolutely battered Indian markets as well on Friday, I'm not saying that, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about one of the major, from a business standpoint, the, one of the major developments that happened was the termination of the $15 billion deal between Reliance Industries and Saudi giant Aramco. The companies also announced that they would be reevaluating this deal. Now see, the news should, this news should not come as surprising to investors, especially those who have invested in Reliance. Furthermore, this, is, uh, the, you know, this termination should in no way reflect negatively on the company, especially in the long term. Now, before I answer why, first let me give you some context. Long back in 2019, when COVID was not in our vocabulary, remember those days? Oh, how I wish I, if we could go back. Aramco signed a non-binding agreement to buy a 20% stake in Reliance Industries' oil-to-chemicals business for $15 billion. Since then, the entire world has gone through an irreversible change, no thanks to COVID-19. But along with COVID-19, another major shift has been the world's perception of fossil fuels, which are now seen as a source of evil. Oil and gas companies, as a result, have had to adapt to this changing perception and have had to change their business models as a result, one that involves shifting away from fossil fuels into renewable energy. As a result of this shift, the $15 billion that Aramco promised looked like an exorbitant amount to pay for, especially to pay for an asset that everyone started disliking and one whose long-term prospects suddenly became bleak. Now, the second reason why this news should not come as surprising is that Reliance Industries itself has adopted an approach in recent times which involved moving away from its oil-to-chemical business. Now, as I highlighted in episode four of the show, Mukesh Ambani recently announced his intention to enter the renewable energy space with a $10 billion investment in clean power and hydrogen fuel over the course of three years. Make no mistake, this was an emphatic statement from India's richest man that he doesn't see the future of the company in the O2C space. If Mr. Ambani doesn't see it, how on earth will Aramco? So why should this news come as a surprise? Now, lastly, if you're still not convinced, Pay close attention to the word re-evaluate. Any potential partnership between Reliance and Aramco is far from over. The company has already announced that Aramco will continue to be its preferred partner for investments in the private sector in India and will collaborate with Aramco for investments in Saudi Arabia. Add to it that Reliance is the biggest buyer of Saudi oil. So any potential clash between these two giants can be effectively ruled out. Instead, 
what I forecast, instead of the clash between these two, two giants, what I forecast is a future partnership, which could involve Aramco investing in the Reliance's renewable energy space. And what could be more optimistic, and a more optimistic forecast for me, is that renewable space could fetch an even bigger valuation than the $15 billion promise. Obviously, this is a theory, but, one can, one, but, but it's a theory that can be justified rationally, simply because renewables are the future, and valuations in the space tend to be big. Look at all the EV makers, guys. Look at all the EV-related IPOs. Just Rivian. Overall, though, I don't, in, I, I, you know, I don't think the investors of Reliance Industries have anything major to worry about, the, you know, based on this deal from a long-term perspective. Mr. Ambani doesn't need the money. He still is a monster partner. Aramco continues to be a partner. And he has ventured into a business whose valuation could be even more than the $15 billion that he lost. As far as I'm concerned, this news doesn't change anything. Reliance is an own-it, don't-trade-it stock. And this fallout is real. Doesn't change that. With that, it's on to the final segment, The Doctor Dissect. Welcome to the final segment, The Doctor Dissects. Now, I waited far too long to dissect this EV maker for you guys, and I'm not going to wait any longer, simply because this company has been on an absolute tear lately and has no plans of stopping yet. I'm talking about the Chinese EV maker, Xpeng Motors, ticker symbol XPEV in the US, and 9868 in Hong Kong. That's right, you can invest in either Hong Kong or the US markets for this particular store. Now, Xpeng is a company that has been doing a lot of amazing things, yet has not received much attention simply because it has been overshadowed by its peer, Neo. Now, for starters, the company has ramped up production and has started to achieve economies of scale as evidenced from its recent quarterly performance. Xpeng delivered yet another spectacular quarter with revenues growing by a whopping 187.4% year-over-year and gross margins more than tripling year-over-year. On top of that, the company delivered 10,000 vehicles per month both in September and October and is well and truly on track to achieve its long-term target of 15,000 deliveries every month. The company did register a wider loss this quarter, though. Uh, I'm not saying everything's amazing. Obviously, the, the company did register a wider loss compared to the previous quarter, with net loss coming in at $247.5 million compared to $184.9 million in the last quarter. So obviously, a quarter on quarter, the loss is widened. But this is not concerning, since the main factors responsible for the loss were the R&D expenses and the marketing expenses, a very common trend and seen in hyper-growth companies looking to expand. Ask Tesla. Tesla was there once. Same situation. Look where it's now. The company also gave strong guidance for Q4, with vehicle deliveries expected to range between 34,500 and 36,500, and total revenues expected to be in the range of approximately 1.1 and 1.2 billion dollars, which represents a more than 150% increase year over year if they hit the target. Now, Xpeng is a company that needs to be evaluated from a long-term perspective. I mean, all EV makers, you know, like you do with most, if not all EV makers. I mean, this uh, Dr. Dissect segment is not for short-term traders. I mean, you can obviously evaluate it from a short-term perspective, but the segment is not for you. It's for the long-term investors. And the long-term story of Xpeng looks incredibly promising. Let's look at the factors that make it promising. Take the product mix, for instance. At present, the company offers two products, the G3 SUV and the P7 sedan, both of which are selling like hotcakes. Back in September this year, the company launched its entry-level EV, the P5, 
which is set to take on the Model 3 and costs around $25,000, far cheaper than the Model 3, by the way, which costs approximately $36,500. The company has had a very strong backlog for P5, and in addition to stellar reviews, what's more important is that the deliveries of this model has already started. I mean, I've told some of the EV makers that have gone public have not even started delivering yet. These guys have already started delivering the third model, which has already got stellar reviews. Now, to make matters even better, last week, the company also launched a new SUV, the G9, set to take on Tesla's Model Y. What's intriguing about the G9 is that this is the first model from Xpeng that is designed specifically to sell both in China and abroad. Which brings me to the second catalyst for the stock, Xpeng's international ambitions. The company already started selling its P7 in Norway earlier this year. By the way, Norway, world leader in EV sales. And, uh, you know, so the company has already started selling its P7 there. And with the G9, it plans to consolidate its presence in Norway. And at the same time, it plans to launch in more European markets. This is where I believe Xpeng and its stock should be attractive to investors. Europe has the second largest EV fleets after China, but is expected to lead the way in terms of EV sales volumes until 2031, before being overtaken by China. This is according to the analysis from Ernst & Young. Xpeng's international strategy therefore makes a lot of sense, in fact it makes a lot of incredible sense, as they aim to establish themselves in two of EV's largest markets, long before their US peers, barring Tesla of course, join in. The management in their earnings call clearly stated that their priority for 2022 is to really study the market rather than focus on increasing sales. And they've been doing it since 2020. And the company can afford to do this simply because their products are doing incredibly well back home in China. Now the launch of G9 is the first such step taken by the company in really reading the market and understanding the Norway market. But going forward, expect the company to launch products that they believe would satisfy the addressable market of both Europe and China and possibly more international markets. And so while investors can anticipate a lot of R&D and marketing expenses spent for the company to really understand, really study, and to really get a foothold of the European markets, in the long run, this strategy should pay off handsomely. Lastly, let's talk about their services business, more specifically their Advanced Driving Assistance System, or the ADAS, which Xpeng calls it the Xpilot. Last month, the company launched version 3.5 of Xpilot, which is expected to roll out in the first half of 2022. The latest version, uh, the 3.5, has a new feature called the City NGP. Now, NGP stands for Navigation Guided Pilot. Now, this feature allows Xpeng's cars to change lanes, speed up or slow down, overtake cars, and enter and exit highways. The features until now, the versions until now only had the features on highways, but now it's expanding to cities. The management in its earnings call also said that the Xpilot 3.0 software, the version just before 3.5, the attach rate of the software in its P7 models is close to 20%. Translation, 11,000 P7 units have been equipped with the software out of the 50,000 delivered as of September 2021. Xpeng has also already announced plans for version 4 of Xpilot to be launched in the first half of 2023, which is expected to include features such as assisted parking. Now, the G9 is expected to automatically come with uh, Xpilot 4.0. Now, the ADS feature, the company is seeing a lot of increasing revenue. This, and, and, and so, this is yet another growth catalyst for the company. 
especially since the global advanced driver assistance system market is expected to grow at a CAGR CAGR of around 13% during 2021 to 2026. At least this is according to researchinmarkets.com. Taken together, it's clear that this is a company that I believe will truly give Tesla a run for its money both in China and in Europe and to possibly more international markets in the long run. And if you look at all the catalysts of Xpeng, one thing is very clear. Xpeng's story is evidence that no matter how much friction there is between the US and China, some companies are just too hard for investors to ignore and are above and beyond the political frictions. Now let's talk valuation, we always do. The company Xpeng is currently trading at 6.87 times the forward enterprise value to sales, slightly higher than NEO, which trades at 6.51 times, but substantially lower than Tesla, which trades at 15.76 times. FY22 should see the sales of its P5 sedan starting to really contribute and towards the end, the G9 should also be in the mix. The company is estimated to generate close to $3 billion sales in FY21, a massive jump, by the way, from the $847 million sales it generated in 2020. So, the contribution of P5 and G9 sales, together with the continued sales growth of the P7, and let's not forget the sales of G, uh, the G3. If we take all of this, then an FY22 sales of $5 billion is a reasonable assumption. And if we assume the FY22 sales for, to be $5 billion, this would give the company an enterprise value of a little over $34 billion. At this valuation, when you, when you do it on a per share basis, the price target for the company becomes $70, which represents a 37% upside to, the Friday's, to Friday's closing price. By the way, thanks to Omicron, this stock was battered by 6%. Six, battered six, no, yeah, 6 it lost on Friday thanks to Omicron. So now the upside to the, to the price target is about 37%. Not bad. The company, like any other hypergrowth company, is not without risk. So let's discuss the risk. Obviously, it has, a lot, it has plenty of risk. For starters, the expenses are definitely increasing and losses are widening. This is, no, this is, no, you know, this is not a joke. It, it, it's the reality. While the management believes that the company is achieving economies of scale, there is always the risk that it might take a lot longer to generate consistent profits. The road to profitability is blurry, or consistent profitability, the road to consistent profitability is blurry, which is always a major factor. Second, the international expansion could go wrong, either because of the wrong product mix, better models from competitors, or a myriad of other factors. This could severely dent profitability and could slow down its growth once the Chinese market gets overcrowded and it's already getting overcrowded, the EV market in China. Lastly, the arrival of Omicron could make the ho already horrible supply chain constraints even worse, thereby slowing down sales and slash or growth. Now this, again, like I mentioned, was definitely in the minds of investors on Friday as they absolutely crushed the stocks. As I mentioned earlier, it was down 6%. I mean, it could be this or it could be anything else, but the market, I mean, because everything was selling on Friday, but uh, there is this risk of the supply chain constraint getting worse because of the new variant. Overall, though, I believe that Xpeng's potential rewards outweigh the risks. This is a company that has clear goals and a strong strategy to achieve those goals. The product mix is expanding. The company's international expansion plans are robust. 
and the company is constantly improving its ADAS, which I believe is actually the company's trump card more than its product mix, the ADAS, the, assistant, uh, the, the driver assistance system. EV investors hunting for the next Tesla should probably expand their search outside the US, as they would then realize that there is already an established alternative with an X factor, not just in its name, but also in its business model. So the verdict for XPeng is the doctor prescribes. That's all the time I have for you this week. If you have a specific Indian or US stock suggestion for the doctor to diagnose and dissect, do tweet me at Uttam Vinay, U-T-H-A-M-V-I-N-A-Y, or email me on the Stock Doctor Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and see you next week. Until then, stay safe and make some money. 